Welcome to the Leadership Matters Podcast, where we talk matters of leadership because leadership really does matter. Here's your host, Jeremy Albrecht. Welcome to episode four of the Leadership Matters Podcast. This episode is entitled Burnout Part Two. And let me just say as a prelude to, to this episode, if you missed episode three, you really need to go back right now before you listen to this one and you need to get the context to this conversation about burnout. It's a real issue amongst leaders today. Uh, some have called it a, a leadership epidemic in, in our culture today. And so um, let me just recap, um, just to bring you up to speed, it might have been a month since you listened to episode three, and so just to recap, first of all, I started last episode by telling you my story, my personal journey with burnout, and uh, it's been a three-year journey to this point, and I, I'm about 85% today, I'm not 100% yet, but, but I'm better than I was yesterday. Um, we, we talked about a framework for, for why leaders are burning out, and we talked, uh, you know, success has a lot to do with it, how we determine success, either through fame or faithfulness, right? And there's a, there's a healthy uh, picture of success and, and an unhealthy one that leads to burnout. We, we also assessed ourselves. I asked you, where are you on a scale of 1 to 100? Where are you today? And if you change nothing, where will you be three weeks, five weeks, five months, a year Five years from now, if you were to change nothing, are you headed upward or downward uh, on your scale of zero to 100? And then we, we talked about adrenal fatigue because this, this precedes even burnout is, is a physiological thing called adrenal fatigue when our adrenal glands get wore out, cortisol levels shoot through the roof and we start living on adrenaline. And we talked about the signs of that. And if you missed that, you need to go back and listen to what those signs were. And that's kind of where we left off. We didn't get to the... the to covering um, how to recover from adrenal fatigue. And so I want to start there today. It might be a weird place to start if you didn't listen to episode three, and I can't stress that enough. Please go back and listen to that episode. Uh, but if you did, let me start. We, we finished by talking about you know some of the issues surrounding adrenal fatigue and some signs. Now, now let me give you some steps. I want to start this podcast, this episode, by giving you some steps I've learned how to recover from adrenal fatigue. And so if any of those signs were prevalent from last month's episode, um, listen up and here, here are some things you need to do to help recover. First of all, rest. Rest when you feel tired. Rest as much as possible and don't feel guilty for it. You, you are in a, in a state where you're not well. Your adrenal glands are wore out and so don't feel bad about resting. Try and get eight to ten hours of sleep a night. And uh, if you need help with that, with some, some natural stuff, some calm or melatonin, uh, I've used melatonin over the years through my burnout to help me get to sleep at night. Um, lavender, there, there's essential oils, there's different things to help you. Um, but get back to a, to a regular sleep cycle. Uh, ideally, if you're in bed before 10, that is huge. Um, try and get your, your good sleep on the front end and not the back end. And uh, uh, so, so rest, rest when you feel tired. Second thing is laugh. Um, and this is huge. There's so much to be said about this, but I, I know for me personally, when, when my adrenal glands were wore out, nothing was really funny. Cause all I was thinking about all the time was my state. And if I'm going to be this way the rest of my life. And, uh, I had to intentionally choose joy in, in situations and, and choose laughter. And so do something fun every day. Watch a, I've been into, my wife and I have been, been watching a funny sitcom before, last thing we do before going to bed and we laugh together and it's been so healthy, not just for me, but, but for our relationship and, and even our marriage, laugh together, find something enjoyable. Number three, minimize work and relational stress. 
Uh, we know that adrenal fatigue happens over a prolonged state of chronic stress. And so uh, whatever you could do to minimize your work or your ministry stress, as well as relational stress, is just going to take uh, take things a lot easier on your adrenal glands. And so whatever you could do to minimize that, if you need to have some crucial conversations or or uh, reorder your, your, your work or, or whatever you need to do, um, just make sure you do everything in your power to minimize stress, be it from relationships or from work. Uh, that is going to help you in the long run. Uh, fourth thing, eat smaller, more frequent meals. Eat healthy um, is the short way of putting it. Eat healthy. Um, and there's so much to be said about this regular food cycle and reducing your caffeine and sugar addictions and all of that is just going to help your adrenals uh, recover a lot faster. Uh, number five, heal your gut. We talked a little bit about this in episode three, but the gut actually controls the majority of your immune system. And so healthy gut, healthy life. Um, and I've learned so much through this. I had no idea um, how much my gut, my stomach actually dictates the overall health of my, my entire body and my entire, and not just my body, my physiological body, but my psychological body, my, my mind. I had no, no idea that things like yeast and, and, um, exceeding amounts of yeast in your, in your blood and in your system, in your gut can actually contribute to, to your mood, to depression and, and just being in dark sea. Like I had no idea, but I've been through all of that through my season of burnout. I've learned about this stuff and, and been on different diets to, to heal my gut. Uh, another one is exercise. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, exercise, even moderate exercise like yoga, Pilates, walking, th- these things can all help. And it just, uh, it does so much for you. Number, number, number seven, and, and this is, this is huge, is avoiding negative self-talk. And I can't, I, I could probably do a whole podcast on this, uh, but take time for yourself. Do something relaxing like journaling. If you need to get negative thoughts out, get them out of your system, uh, get them on paper, journal them so they're out of you. And maybe it's the last thing you do before bed, but don't take those things to bed with you. That can contribute to unhealthy sleep patterns. If you're not getting rid of those negative thoughts and ideas out of your head, um, and, uh, you've got to change the voice. You know, the, the Bible says, um, that faith comes by hearing and even, even negative, uh, negative things that we hear can contribute to unhealthy faith. And so, uh, for instance, you didn't think you were dumb until somebody told you you were dumb. Um, you didn't think you were stupid till somebody told you, you, were, you didn't think you were untalented till somebody told you, you didn't think you couldn't do that thing until somebody told you you couldn't. And so you've got to train your mind again. Uh, Sometimes the voices inside of our head are the loudest ones that we need to control and we need to put positive thoughts, positive ideas in our head and and get rid of the negative ones. Change the voice within because until then, you're just going to camouflage things. You'll never truly cure it until you change the voice inside of your own head. And that is huge. That was worth listening and I gave it to you in the first seven minutes of this podcast. You are welcome. Um, so that, that's another one, avoiding negative self-talk. Another one is is uh, seeking counsel. Oh, this is huge. Um, don't be afraid. I know there's so many negative uh, ideas and depictions surrounding uh, seeing a counselor, but can we just change that mindset? Can we just change that uh, mantra that surrounds counseling so often that we only go to counseling when we're in desperate need or we're in crisis? Uh, I think any one of us as leaders could always benefit 
um, and better ourselves and our leadership by, by seeing a counselor on a regular basis. There is nothing to be ashamed about about seeing a counselor. There, I said it. Uh, I've seen a counselor over the years at different points in my life uh, consistently. There is nothing to be ashamed of. I, I think we all better ourselves by having an outside perspective speak into our lives and listen to what we're going through, somebody we could process things with. So um, obviously dietary choices are, are huge. Uh, there's other things like you can add some great supplements to help um, just get some health back to your to your uh, adrenal glands and, uh, and overcoming adrenal fatigue. But those are just a few I wanted to share with you um, that I think will be huge in your journey so that you don't have to actually go through full out, all out burnout. Um, that if you take care of these things, you, you can actually avoid um, compassion fatigue and, and, and total burnout. Now, if you're already past that, you're in the midst of that, um, let me talk to you specifically about burnout. And uh, here, here are some smells. And, and specifically, again, I'm coming from a context of, of ministry leadership as a, as a pastor when I experience burnout. And so, uh, but again, I believe a lot of these are, are principle-based. And so you can apply them whether you're a business leader or church leader. And so I hope this will be beneficial for you. But here are some of the smells. Again, this all comes from the question that I've been asked the most when I've gone public about my season of burnout, which I'm not fully out of yet. And, I, and I'm going to be honest by saying that. Um, one of the biggest questions I've been asked by especially younger leaders is what were the signs? And you know, I had a real hard time with that initially because I, I couldn't really point to any one specific thing. But as I gave that some more thought and over the, over the, the past three years, I've given that a lot of thought and I've done different seminars on burnout for, for leaders before. Um, there are some things I, I think that were evident that I wish I would have paid attention to. And so here's, here's 10 quick ones that I jotted down. First one is passion. When your passion begins to go for what you're currently doing and the motivation is missing, there's no fuel, you, you, this is a sign. This is a smell that burnout is, is near. And, and I call this survival mode. You kind of go into survival mode. I remember me specifically. I, I didn't know it at the time. But as I look back, I had gone into survival mode before this event in May, as I spoke about in, in last month's episode in my story. Um, this, this survival mode had already set in months uh, maybe even the year prior to to my my breakdown, um, for lack of a better term. And so what I what would happen was I would just get through the night. I would just get through the event, and I'd say to myself inside of my head, "Man, if I could just get through tonight, okay, to, I got this coming tomorrow. I can look forward to that. If I, if I just get through this event, I I got you know." And, and I was that was a sign. I was in survival mode. The the motivation, the passion had had begun to leave. And it wasn't that I didn't enjoy what I was doing anymore, but the passion was no longer there. It didn't, it didn't fire me up. It didn't fuel me up anymore. Um, so passion, that's a sign. So pay attention to your passion. What, what level is your passion at? Number two was numbness. Uh, and this can, can happen emotionally first, where you just become numb to situations. You no longer feel the highs and, and you no longer feel the lows anymore. And for spiritual leadership, for, for those who are in a ministry context or church leadership, you no longer hear the voice of God. You have trouble distinguishing what his voice sounds like anymore. And it's been a long time since you heard God's voice in your life. That's a sign. Uh, again, I, I'm not talking about day to day. There are days, there are even seasons where it's it's more difficult than others. But I'm talking about a prolonged period of time where it's 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 been a long time. And it's not for a lack of trying. Um, but but you, there's this emotional numbness. You no longer feel the highs and the lows. Number three is is your sleep and, and your time off. First of all, sleep no longer re, 
Sleep no longer refuels you. You go to bed at night, but again, we talked about this. This is one of the adrenal fatigue signs that, that you wake up still tired. You're always, you just always seem to be drained and tired. And even time off, you get a, you get a, a day off a week or you, or you take a week of holidays and you come back and you, you still, you're, there's, there's nothing there. You just feel out of gas and sleep and time off don't replenish you anymore. That's a sign. That's a smell that burnout um, is near, if not already present in your life. Number four, people vacuum, we'll call this one. And, and this is uh, when people begin to drain you. Um, not, not some people, but all people all the time now drain you. And, and we all know there's people in our lives, in our leadership circles that, that we are responsible for leading that, that can drain us at different times. We, we can think of faces and you have names rolling around in your head right now. Don't lie. Um, but I'm talking about when you're in burnout or, or you're near burnout, all, everybody begins draining you. It becomes sucking the life right out of you all the time. All people, all the time. That's a burnout smell. Number five, productivity drop. You, you might even be doing more, and this is what I mean by this one. It's not that, it's not that you're, you're, you're doing less. You might even be doing more, but, but you're, just, you're not productive anymore. You're not getting a whole lot accomplished anymore, and it doesn't, matter. it doesn't seem to matter how much is in your calendar or how much you've got on, on the go. You're just not productive, and there's this productivity, productivity drop in, in your life and in your leadership. Number six, Joy and laughter are gone. Just not having fun anymore. One of the things I love about one of my one of my leaders here in, in district, uh, as we have our year end reviews, he was famous for asking this question of anyone he's leading. He, as we sit face to face, he'll always ask every year, "Are you still having fun?" That's a great leadership question to ask yourself. Are you still having fun as a leader? Because if the fun's no longer there, and it's a rare thing to find yourself laughing at life or, or in the midst of your day, that, that's a sign that, that you could be burnt out or, or you're very near burnout. The joy and laughter are, are missing. They're gone. The little things. Um, I don't know what, what better way to, to address this one or, or call it other than the little things. And what I mean by that is things that wouldn't normally set you off now do. You're just... You know, we talked about that irritability and adrenal fatigue and, and similar to that. You, you just, things set you off that wouldn't normally do that. The little things. Number eight, you are now living in what I phrase stealth mode. Um, and this has everything to do with your, your cortisol levels. But you are racing and rushing um, everything. You just can't, no matter what, again, no matter how much time off you get, no matter how many holiday time you, you, you get, you just can't seem to slow down. And uh, I look back on my life, this hit me not in, in the event when it happened, but it hit me weeks after. I was actually on holidays. I was on vacation and we were, we were in a mall, me and my family, and we were going nowhere. We were literally, we had nowhere to be, but we were leaving the mall. And I was walking, as I look back in the situation, I was walking about 10 feet in front of everyone else. And then my wife and my, my son and my, my youngest daughter were, were behind me 10 feet. And then behind them, another five feet was my middle daughter, just lagging in the back. I remember turning around, remember looking at all of them. I'm like, guys, hurry up. And I remember continuing to walk to the car and, and getting to the car. And it was, it was about three days later, I was laying in bed one night and, and I was looking back on the situation. I don't know why I was reminded by it, but I was like, where was I going? Why can I, that's, that's a sign of something deeper rooted in my life. I can't even slow down on vacay when we're not even going anywhere. This was a huge sign for me. 
And I've tried ever since that point, I've really tried to slow down to a simple thing like walking with my family, not ahead of them all the time. And it can be so easy to do as leaders. We find ourselves living in stealth mode. We race and rush to do everything. And uh, people no longer matter to us. Number nine, motivation for spiritual life changes. Why you meet with Jesus. And again, this is for the context of spiritual leadership. Forgive me if you're a business leader listening, but why you meet with Jesus changes. It's no longer personal. It's always to get your next message or, or for your next leadership talk or, or whatever. But you're not meeting with Jesus to have him change your own life. Uh, that's a sign. And number 10, um, there's no time for rest or, or play. You, you think to yourself that you can't afford to take time off anymore. You can't afford to shut your phone off to go dark. Uh, you can't afford to have fun. You can't afford to have a hobby or, or work or leisure. And, and these lines actually get blurred in your life. This is a dangerous place to be. And uh, you need to pay attention if that's you and that sounds like you where you're constantly thinking, oh, I need a day off, but I, I just can't afford to. Um, that may be a sign that you're on the verge of burnout yourself. So now that we've talked about the smells, those 10 smells, let, let me now talk to you about, about what now? What do we do? Because you didn't get here overnight, and you're not going to get over out overnight. So, so what are some of the, the things you could do if you're in the midst of burnout or some of these, these smells are prevalent in your own life? Well, number one, I believe you need to tell someone. We talked a lot about, about uh, a counselor, um, but you need to tell a best friend, a same gender best friend, and you all need them as leaders. Uh, I was listening to a talk from a, from a counselor who runs Emerge Ministries, a, a crisis counseling um, agency for, for ministry leaders. And one of the things he said was prevalent, and everyone who's come to see him, every leader who's burnt out and been to see him was this, was they didn't have a friend in their life. And he actually said this in, in the conference I was in where he said this. He says, if you don't have a friend, a best friend, you can tell everything. They can get in your face about stuff. They, you're accountable to them. If you don't have a best friend of the same gender, it's not, it's not when you're going to fall. Um, or Sorry, it's, it's not if you're going to fall, but, but when. You will fall as a leader. And I don't want that to happen to any of you. So you, you need to begin by, by telling someone, pride kills and don't let it kill you or your ministry or your leadership. Uh, number two, get help. Talk to your doctor. Talk to your naturopath, family, counseling, whatever the case may be. Get some help. You can't fix yourself. All right? We're, we're not able to do that. You, you're going to need some outside help to, to get out of this thing called burnout. Number three, your friends, friends and family are, are so crucial. You need to lean on them. Um, I know as leaders, it's, it's tempting to think we, we can fix ourselves. We can get out of our own situations. We don't need... Uh, to rely on people. Uh, we become self-reliant for everything, but but you need to lean on your friends and family during this time and, and their support. One of the best things, and I'll just speak to anyone who's a spouse of somebody going through burnout, one of the best things you can do for your spouse who is in burnout or on the verge of it is tell them they're going to make it. It's the, It may seem like the simplest thing, but the most powerful words my wife would say to me in my deepest, darkest season of burnout was, hey babe, you're going to make it. You're going to be okay. You're going to get through this. On my most difficult days, she would look me in the eyes and say that, and I really did feel she meant it. I know she meant it. And I didn't believe it myself, but I had to tap into her beliefs in those moments because I wasn't strong enough to believe it myself. So so rely on your friends and family. Don't feel guilty for it. Number four uh, is, is God. Um, just because you can't feel him the same doesn't mean he's not there. So don't stop your habits. Don't stop your routines. Don't stop spending time with him, even though... Uh, he may feel a million miles away. Uh, number five is rest. Sleep is like debt. You got to pay back. 
So take, take some naps. Don't feel guilty about it. You are burnt out, and so you need rest more than you need anything else. And that may be difficult to do for you as a leader, but it is crucial to, to your longevity as a leader in getting out of burnout. So rest. Uh, number six is tank assessment. I've called this one. What I mean by that is drop a list. This was so healthy for me, and my wife and I sat together and did the, a list of, we each made our own list. Write down five things that fill your tank and five things that empty your tank. What fills you up? What drains you? And then look at those lists and actually share them with your spouse if you're married and, and, and look at their lists. And, and you can know to protect each other and, and, and know. And, and it's not about balance so much as it is about creating a healthy rhythm. So if you've got a bunch of things coming up that, are, that you know drain your tank, then, then make sure right immediately following that you've got a bunch of things that are going to fill your tank up again so that you can create this, this healthy rhythm of life and leadership that is existing in your life. Number seven, distraction. Find something to distract regardless of feelings. Go for a hike, watch a movie. Uh, again, this is going to be the last thing you feel like doing in the season of burnout is, is doing things like this. You're, you're going to, the natural tendency is to retreat and go into a bit of a, a shell, a coma, a cocoon and protect yourself. Get out there, meet with people still, even though it's the last thing you feel like, especially if you're dealing with anxiety, it's going to be the last thing you feel like doing. But I'm telling you, keep doing the things you once always did and eventually the feelings will begin to change. Otherwise, your mind is going to wander and you're just going to sit there and you will continually have these negative thoughts and ideas and that will be so loud in your mind and you, and you actually continue to spiral downward instead of upward. Number eight, avoid drastic. And let me just say this and, and be sensitive to this area. Um, suicide, self-harm... Uh, Whatever the case may be, um, these are not answers. They're short-term answers to long-term issues. So, so please don't do anything drastic. Don't leave your family. Don't don't leave your life behind. Don't do it. If you, please get some help. Talk to somebody who can help you through that. It's not worth it. So, if anything, just hold on. Okay. Don't do anything drastic. Things are going to get better. I, I I firmly believe that over your life. Take some steps to get there. Number nine. Trust again. Trusting again after it's been breached keeps your heart fresh and alive and ultimately hopeful for future. So sometimes the reason we're burnt out is because somebody close to us has hurt us and trust has been broken. And that's a tough thing to get back. That's a journey, I'll tell you. That, that is a journey. Uh, but, but keep your heart fresh by trusting again, even though it's tempting not to, and to guard yourself and put walls up and put shields up. Trust again. It'll keep you fresh and keep you alive and ultimately hopeful for the future. Number 10, watch for the smells we just spoke about a few moments ago. Um, the smells of burnout. Beware of them. Pay attention to them when it's happening to you. Number 11, replenish yourself. Pray. Read the word. Worship. Meet with friends. Eat. Rest. Exercise. Just continue those cycles over and over again. Get away. Take a day away by yourself. Take vacation. Find a hobby. Um, exercise, all of those things, replenish yourself. And, and number 12, the last one I'll mention for, for the purpose of this podcast is this, believe. And this is huge. This is so critical. Believe. Here's a, here's a quote for you. Belief in change always precedes the evidence of change. Before you're ever going to see change happen in your life and get out of this burnout, you got to believe it's actually possible. And we talked a little bit, you know, about self-talk at the first of, of this episode. And, uh, and avoiding that negative talk. And there's so much to be said about changing the voice within inside your own head. And sometimes that's the most difficult voice to change. 
is that voice inside your own head. But believe again, you are not always going to be this way the rest of your life. And if you don't believe that yourself, allow me to believe that for you right now as, as, as a, a leadership friend to you right now through this podcast. Um, here's some perspective for you. Uh, this was huge for me and got me through my most difficult days. You've been planted, not buried. Let me say that again. You've been planted, not buried. Now, planting and burial, uh, from the outside, from the outward, they look and feel the exact same way. If, you, if, you're, if you're being buried, dirt is being poured over top of you. If you're being planted, you're being covered in dirt as well. But planting and burial actually have two totally different outcomes. Burial has everything to do with death and darkness, and there's a stench to, to something being buried after a while and decay. Whereas planting has everything to do with new life, something fresh, greener, stronger, coming up, producing more than it's ever produced before. And I firmly believe if you find yourself in the midst of burnout today, listening to this podcast, that this is not for keeps. This is not for good. You are not dead. You're not done. You haven't been buried, but God is planting you. And I believe you can actually come up out of this burnout stronger, better, fresher, greener, able to produce more than you've ever produced before. Because I believe your best days are actually not behind you, but they're ahead of you. So take heart, take courage today, and believe again that this is not for good, that you are on the road to health and wholeness, to be the best leader you've ever been. I hope this has been helpful in some way, shape, or form today. We've talked about some some real life issues in the area of burnout and leadership as something that's so prevalent in leadership circles today. And so uh, share it with somebody else. If this has been helpful for you or you know somebody else who may be on the verge of burnout or in burnout themselves, please uh, share the link with them. Hit us up on iTunes and share that with somebody else so that you don't just keep this to yourself because I, I believe this could this could help. And that is that is my hope, that it helps somebody, some leader, some person, regardless of their if they're in business leadership or church leadership today. So until next episode, peace on your melon. And remember, leadership matters. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Leadership Matters podcast. If you've enjoyed the podcast, why don't you take a moment and subscribe on iTunes to ensure you never miss another episode. Until next time, remember your leadership matters.